This is Coaches to the Moon, the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Welcome back to Coaches to the Moon podcast, guys. Uh, We're talking about the business of coaching. And today I'm very blessed to be joined by a very good friend of mine, Mr. Tim Spears, uh, coming from being a personal trainer back in the day to uh, playing state-level AFL for the Geelong Falcons, to uh, semi-professional for the the, uh, the late Ballarat Roosters when he was about 23 years old. He's come everywhere from blogging about his books to now being a, going from peak performance mindset coach, and now he is a business and branding coach, really killing the game. Timmy, thanks for being here. Really appreciate that, Alex, my man. And uh, humbled to be on, my man, and it's a pleasure to be here. So look forward to the to the chat, my man. It's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> we're humbled to have you. And I know you've been on a lot of podcasts recently, and uh, I had a bit of a, a dive and I listened to a few of them. Yeah. And I know you've told your story an awful lot, so we're not going to talk about your story too much today. But um, I know that you're a massive advocate for mastering that inner game. Mm. Yeah. So while this is a podcast about the business of coaching, kind mm. of the tangibles, I've seen firsthand your transformation um, from from the fitness world, from being uh, to being what you are now, like a real world class business coach. You know, you're living in Melbourne. You've got the the swag about you. You know exactly what you're doing, and uh, I know your inner mastery and all those books behind you has had a mm. huge role in that. Yeah. So. Um, What's been the biggest shift that you've seen in your coaching business since you started this inner game? And how can other coaches out there get started on that same path? It's a really good question to kick things off, my man. And we, 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 um, we're both on the same page, my man, about the internal game and the mastery of that. And it's such a, a pivotal part of business, whether it be with branding or whether it be your expertise with marketing. A lot of it is an internal game. I think that the big thing that stands out for me Alex would be whenever you're starting out in the industry, it's a very, it's a, it's a booming industry right now, the coaching industry. Um, it's a great time to be coming into the marketplace. And with that, there's, there's coaches coming into the marketplace every single day. So with that, you do need to find ways to stand out. And I think that the biggest way and the fastest way and the most unique way to stand out is to be yourself. And a big part of the internal game is making a decision on, you know, who you are and who you do want to be seen as, and then doubling down on that. Because I think that, you know, I attribute to a lot of my success and I've still got a long way to go, a lot of growth and a lot of different things that we're doing. Uh, I attribute to a lot of the success that I've had so far of really owning my story and using that as leverage to grow more. I think that what I see from a coaching perspective when a client comes on is that there's parts of their story that they aren't sharing because they don't quite feel comfortable or they feel like it's not aligned to what someone might want to hear. And the problem with that is, and it's funny, I had a, a client, Morgan, sign up into my coaching um, just this morning. We had a kickoff session this morning. And there was, she said an interesting thing where she wanted to talk about um, this aspect of her business that she just didn't quite feel confident about, but it was what she truly believed and it was who she was at a deep level. Now, if she, now her business, this is the funny thing, her business up until now wasn't going that well. And she wasn't that excited. She wasn't that excited to do marketing. She wasn't that excited to get on the phone with people. And a big reason of that is, is because she wasn't owning the thing that she really truly believed in um, and then going all in on that and using that as, as leverage to grow. So I think to answer your question, Alex, I think that owning 
who you are, one, as a person, but then thinking, how can I use this that's happened, um, whether it be adversity or whether it be a really cool thing that's happened in your life, how can I use this to create a very unique brand and grow even more and something that I can be remembered as? And I think that was the biggest shift for me when I did sort of own all these different parts of my story that's led me up to here and use them all as experiences to one, teach other people, but also use as a, a storytelling aspect of the business, which is what most people relate to. Wow. It's a bit of a rookie error, maybe not rookie error, but just kind of a, a rookie mindset coming in where you feel like you need to be perfect to be a coach. Right. Mm. And it's the, the Instagram generation where we only post the wins where when you, you look at some of the most successful people out there, they're owning their stories, whether that's Matthew yeah. McConaughey and his book about, you know, his, his struggles, which I read recently, or you see people like the rock with his seven bucks whole, I had seven bucks in my pocket thing. They're not yeah. pretending like they were owning it from day one. Awesome. And awesome. It's, uh, it's a really, really good piece of advice for young coaches like this, is this Morgan that you were just speaking about. Of course. Um, of course. It's, it. a, it's a, it's a great point. Something that comes with age or just kind of I I think it I think it does. And I think a part of it is, man, it's a great point you bring up. I think a part of it is is ego as well. Uh, and I think that that's a massive reason as to when I first started business, I went in trying to say, uh, perceive that I'd had it all figured out and uh, far from it at that point. And it was that where uh, and by the way, my man, am I allowed to swear on this podcast just a little bit? It might slip out yeah. every now and then. Fuck okay, yeah. All right, great, great. So most of the stuff we say on Instagram is, is, is full of shit, all right? It is like, I know it gets thrown around a lot, but it, for lack of a better term, it, it can be a, a highlight, uh, say, real for someone's life. Mm. Uh, I can honestly say wholeheartedly that the posts and the pieces of marketing that have worked best for me in terms of lead generation and acquisition have been when I share a story, one in particular, when I first started business, went all in, uh, not that long before we uh, gratefully met my man, but I had to sell my golf clubs to survive. Yeah. Like I, I used to play golf. used to love playing golf. I, I had to sell them to survive. And at that point, like I, that was like rock bottom. And I was like, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago. And it's parts of that where, you know, if I didn't own that, I, I think that to break it down from, um, you know, a marketing and branding perspective as well, if you try and be someone you're not, you're going to attract two people who aren't like you. Simple as that. But if you're truly just yourself online and you do use your story as a leverage point to get your story out there, get your brand out there, you're going to attract people who really relate to that and are your vibe. Uh, so I think that to answer the question, I think it does come with age, but I think it also comes with letting go of, hey, I have to be perfect and I'm the guy or gal uh, yeah. and just being you and being okay with some people maybe laughing or pointing fingers. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. It is the bottom line and it's easier said than done, but it's also a beautiful segue into kind of the next thing I wanted to ask you. And you've almost said it word for word for what I was going to say was that you and I have both been pretty rock bottom when it comes to our careers. And I, I dare say a lot of coaches out there have, because it's, it's a very kind of low barrier to entry business right? Where everyone can get into it with the yeah. best intentions, but it, it is tough 
to run as a business, all right? And you got a story from about 2016 where you're sitting kind of head in hands, you know, out the front of the factory about to start at three in the morning, just yeah. feeling totally broke and uninspired and just like you needed to get more out of your life. Yeah. And I had a similar experience maybe about a year into starting my coaching journey where mm. I come from being relatively successful in the restaurant world mm. to really trying to have a crack and I wasn't sure what I was doing, right? And I needed, I needed to sell my car to get by and to kind of pay off my business loans yeah. and that sort of thing. And I love that car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of car was it, man? It was a Jeep Patriot. It's a big black Jeep. Well, right a rig. small black Jeep. Right real rig. boxy and kind of military. It was cool. Right, right rig. Sorry for your loss. Uh, my wife was really annoyed. But um, <laughs> so what I wanted to ask, though, is how did that struggle, you know, mm. not in a personal sense, but how did that struggle make you not only a better coach, but a better business owner? Now you're on the other side of it. Yeah, great question. Uh, and just to reiterate this as well, I still miss my golf clubs too. So we're on the we're on the same page, man. All right, you missed the car, but it's all worked out for both of us. Which is great. <laughs> uh, but but right, I think to answer that question, how it makes me a better coach and how it's influenced me to this day. By the way, it's something I think about often. I was actually back in my hometown for those listening. It was a little town called Colac, around about ten thousand population, about two hours west of Melbourne here in Australia, little country town. Uh, shared out Colac. I drove past the the factory the other day, man, and actually just rushed back like all of these emotions and stuff like that. Uh, and I and I do think about it often, whether it be meditations or whether I'm just like when I do wake up, take the dogs for a walk, go through the city, get coffee before work and stuff like that. It really it makes me really hungry to never have to be in that position again Mm. Um, because I felt like that was like emotionally, it wasn't really like a really depressing time, but actually more of a really like awakening and empowering time. And I was sort of sitting there crying uh, in my car. It's like five to three in the morning. And I'm like, what else? Like what the fuck's out there? Like what else is there? Um, And how it's really made me a better coach is it really does inspire me every day um to just continue down this path of you know fulfillment serving clients etc abundance um and i think that how it's affected my business is it, it really helps me really reinforce that for clients as well um client of my david who he does three days as a lawyer and he's on the stage of just getting out into nlp he's got like a little practice that he does two days a week uh, and he's going to take the business you know full-time online and I was saying to him last night on our session, um, you know, I was saying like, when you walk your talk as a coach, it's when you be really, really successful. Um, the coaches who are successful, they really walk their talk. Yeah. And it's that, that it helps me relate more with the experience that I've had and how it's made me a better coach is that it just, it helps me say, hey, I've, I've been there. I know how hard it is and I know how challenging it can be to see the other side, but let me, you know, be the person who just guides you through this. There's light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Uh, and I think that that's how it's really helped the business from a, I guess, logical standpoint. Sure thing. And yeah. those moments of being kind of, you know, really down on your luck and <laughs> real shoe spring, <laughs> which we've been there. We've been there. Yeah, man, of course, of course. Um, how's that change your mindset about investing <laughs> in your business when it comes to things like, uh, your branding or equipment mm. or seminars or coaching mm. or mentoring, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, man, it's a you know good timing at the time of recording this. I've just invested in 
another coach to teach me a whole bunch of backend stuff around editing Premiere Pro, um, right. cameras to be able to do some done for you services for clients and stuff like that down the track. Yep. So it's things like that where um, the difference between back when, even when I first started my business, it was coming a lot of scarcity and the fear of if I spend money here, how am I ever going to make it back? Um, I think just through time and through um, personal development, but also finding the right mentors for at the time in your business that you're up to. Yeah. Uh, I strongly believe that, you know, when you spend money, you make money. And that's a perfect scenario and a perfect equation. Um, but with that, my man, I think that now the difference is, it's just that I always look at spending money on the business as a real vehicle to just keep leveling up and to keep separating yourself from the, from the pack. Um, so my man, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just recently um, brought on another mentor myself right. as well in, right. in, in a really tangible space of just marketing, just teaching me because right. I'm so, at the point where a lot of coaches are, I think where I'm a really good technician at a skill I do, mm. but I got myself to that, income they kind of six figure at home income and then i was like okay you know kind of like a little up and down around that that mark and some months better some months worse never managed to grow you know exponentially yeah so i brought on a coach to help me with purely the business side of it which is great because the the what we do is the easy part right it's it's running as a business which is yeah. the difficult part. And that's exactly why I've started this podcast because yeah. the coaching industry for me, while it's a beautiful industry, is relatively intangible the way most people are taught and yeah. most Great. people are taught to become a better coach. Yeah. You just go to another seminar or read another book. Whereas there's like yourself, learning Premiere Pro is a difficult software. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. applaud you. I take my hat off to you. I As a man who never takes his hat off. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this hat stuck on, my man. So uh, <laughs> I actually sleep with it. No, I don't really. But, 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 but uh, I, I, I agree, right? I, I agree to be able to, um, this, is, uh, this is what my perspective on it. I think that to be able to hire coaches where you feel like will be one of the biggest benefits for the business there and then is always the best decision. Um but some, sometimes, my man, I'll say, even say this, and this might sound funny coming from a business and branding coach, but I love your opinion on it. Sometimes the best way to figure it out is to just get in the trenches and just take action. So many of the coaches who I talk to, and this sort of reinforces what you were just saying about always learning and never taking action and the next seminar is going to be the next thing. You could be coached by fucking Elon Musk himself on how to set up an operation for a business. But if you don't take action, like there's no way you'll ever know. Mm. Uh, and it's like you know one of the main aspects i teach is around niching and how to become an authority within you know a noisy marketplace a lot of the coaches who i talk to will say that they've got this niche but they've never coached anyone within that niche and they're so attached to that niche that they think they can't move because it has to be so specific but the biggest key is just to take action start coaching start trying shit start using the tools that you have uh to serve a niche and then it will refine after that one of the biggest things I see is that people just, they keep learning, but they don't take any action. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you, you can relate. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. The amount of people coming onto my marketing 
services that uh you know keep saying oh I'll, I'll do it when you know when i've done this course or when i've learned this myself or whatever and meantime the people who have already taken action are already making money so you know but that's what we're here for you know that's what we're here for and you and i are blessed we've been in the industry for five years or so now and we've yeah. seen all of it we've made every mistake so very true so i want to ask you about niche because you were just talking about niche and hmm. You've gone from face-to-face PT uh, to online PT to business and branding uh, to peak performance mindset for elite athletes, that sort of thing. Try to get into the AFL for a little bit there. And now you've kind of pivoted into business and branding, which is epic. You help coaches and network marketers hit those 10K months as a kind of bottom line residual. Yeah. So coaches seem to mostly get into this business because they, they want to make money helping people with something they're passionate about. Yeah. But that doesn't always guarantee a profitable business model. So as a guy who's teaching this almost solely now, how mm. can picking the wrong niche really destroy a coach's chances of making it? Yeah, really good question. To answer that straight is that how can destroy someone's chances of making it as a coach is if you cut yourself off from all these opportunities, you miss what's right in front of you. Mm. All right, there's one thing when a coach comes on with me, I ask them about their niche. Same as Morgan, this morning, she's her an example. Shout out Morgan. She... She basically had been using this niche for some time, but I could tell that she just wasn't passionate about it. But she was she was very, very attached to it. Yep. Okay, because she'd been doing it for some time and maybe it was the aspect of, well, I don't want to just completely shift gears and start talking about something else because maybe it looks like I failed or maybe it looks like, you know, um, I'm, I'm changing again and why am I doing this? So I think the answer to that question is that when you try and focus on just the thing you're passionate about too quickly, it can cut off all of these other opportunities. And a big part about niching and what makes a coach successful or an entrepreneur even is just picking up on patterns. Yep. Now, what I mean by that is typically if a coach comes on, excuse me, if a coach comes on, I'll get them to do some coaching based on the network that they have, the current clients that they have, and we'll just collect all of the data over a few weeks about what specific outcomes they're getting, what they love teaching, what makes them unique, what the clients loved. And from there, the niche can start to really piece together. Yep. It's like me. I mean, like, yeah, now I'm a business and branding coach. But as I said, like I started out as a, as a personal trainer. And then what I realized was, hey, I'm actually really good at this, but I don't really want to spend all this time in the gym anymore. Yep. And I've just seen the problem. And I thought, what's the solution? Well, if I can learn how to grow this business... All right, so invest in a company to teach me how to take the business online, which was where we met. And then I picked up another pattern where I'm like, I'm actually not feeling that passionate about this anymore. And the other pattern was actually a lot of people are asking me about mindset and how I've been able to go from, you know, this, uh, you know, guy who was, you know, off the rails, sort of didn't know what he wants to do, to then doing PT, they're talking about a lot of personal development and mindset. And then most of the people wanted mindset. And then from there, it was just like pattern, pattern, pattern that kept on sort of circulating that's led to this one. All right. So so I think that, that's a long-winded answer, but I think that going too refined and too specific too soon can really have put the blinkers on and you miss yeah. all the, the gold on the side, if that makes sense. 100%. Blue ocean, red ocean is kind of what I talk about with my clients mm-hmm. when we're starting. Mm. And the concept is a blue ocean is a wide open ocean full of possibilities and niche no one else is in. And there's no sharks feeding off those fish, right? Mm. Red ocean is like 
business coaching where there's life coaching 400 million sharks eating every little fish and you're never going to compete yep. so finding that market in the middle there which is yep. nice creating a small blue ocean yep. is is the best way of doing it and so mm-hmm. for me for example we're both working with coaches mm-hmm. if i was just doing a digital marketing business yeah i'm competing against some enormous people out there gotcha if I'm doing a digital marketing business to help coaches and consultants generate more calendar bookings, blue ocean a little bit. Smaller ocean, much smaller, yes. And you're doing something similar. So how do you know, um, how should a coach realize when the niche isn't really working? I think a couple of factors. One, you've got to, you've got to, now that there's many factors that will make this up, but you've got to look at lead generation from a statistical standpoint. If you've been posting for some time and you've had no lead generation and the level of engagement from audience to client to network isn't that great, it's a fair sign that, okay, I think I maybe I need to change my message messaging. doesn't always mean you have to shift niches straight away, but it just means you need to just swap up the approach um that's probably like the one of the one of the biggest factors and i think that you know to give some perspective as a coach listening to this right now and you're thinking about changing niches i think the biggest bit of advice that i could give is you can change it very subtly where you just look at some of the principles that you're teaching within the niche and what really value you're adding to that niche all right for me as a business coach niche programs sales marketing and the branding all right very simple if my niche wasn't working, I'd just look at those principles and think about, okay, well, what one could I just maybe subtract for now and add in something else that I'm really, really passionate about and I know back to front that I could start marketing and see how that goes. And it's about trialing a few things and subtly just changing with some of the posts that you do around the niche. And you might just start find in your uh, metaphorics, like a different ocean, you might define like this little one and then you can go put the put the rod in there go fishing but but my man like that that's that's where i think that it's going to take time if you if you many business for some time lead gen's been quite poor and you haven't seen much revenue at all it's a fair sign that okay it's a maybe swap it up a little bit and being and back to what we said before dude just drop the ego and don't worry about what people will think but rather just do it from a place of you know respect self-respect and go let's just let's just change things let's swap it up a little bit very wise words very wise words all comes down to is the business working right (laughs) (laughs) yeah the short answer to that is if you're making money uh if you're not making money something's going wrong (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) we're agreeing on most things in this podcast which is fun but i know one thing we don't agree on to bring it home is is paid ads versus organic Mm. marketing. Mm. People pay me to do paid ads for them. And I've seen the the fruits of that. You are very passionate on organic marketing and you and your clients get great success with no, no paid advertising on Facebook or Instagram at all. And so without giving away all of the gold that you want to get paid for, uh, can you let us know one or two, basic tips to really help coaches kind of make their organic game more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this one. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, I hope we bring this up because this is 
such a cool thing and such a, such a cool thing that we can be both be aware of it of. I think this is the big thing here, bro. Both of them work. It's mm-hmm. about finding what's going to work best for you. Yep. Like I'm sure you've got many examples where a coach comes to you, they pay, pay you for marketing and then they go, they go back. All right. And they grow. Yep. I've got many examples where a coach comes to me and they're doing marketing and then they turn the ads off and then they grow to 10K months. But yep. the first step, if you're looking to grow an organic business, all right, and you want to grow it to 10K months, or even let's say you want to do 5K a month, which is in some scenarios, um, other goals. Massive. It's massive. It's life-changing. If you're doing 5K a month, you know, it'd be life-changing for some. So with that, the first step of organic game is you need to build the right audience. Yep. Okay. So there's really like a client flow model that I talk about. When a client comes on with me, the first step is us getting clear on who is the target market here and who are we trying to address, all right? And how can we get in front of them in a big, big, big way without spending money? Yep. All right. Now, let's get tactical. Podcasts are a great way, okay? Doing masterclasses are a great way. Doing collaborations with people are a great way. If you don't quite have leverage yet as a brand, the fastest way to get leverage is use someone who already does have leverage and do give them value in some way, whether that be in the form of a masterclass, whether that be in the form of a collaboration where you do a live video together, whether that be in the collaboration of something together, not just for the sense of, hey, I'm going to use you to grow my business, but the sense of let's work together because there might be some ideal clients in my network who like you, and there might be some ideal clients that you've got who love me. Yeah. All right. So it's about building the audience and it's about being in the trenches about finding where the client is, using some tactical stuff or finding pages who already have the leverage, get in there, add value, find the right people. Um, And to give you some numbers, if you want to try this on for anyone listening, I'd be following slash, you know, befriending authentically, by the way, no copy and paste message, no spam about, hey, come join my free Facebook group right now. It's about building real relationships with the right people. Um, And I'd be following 25 to to 50 people a day in that audience and trying to generate some conversations. Then tactically, you can think about how you can start to get them into the funnel. There's a funnel, same as the organic marketing, the funnel, there's a funnel for the paid. Yep. Very, it's very, very similar. It's just a different philosophy of how to get them. So I think that to give some, yeah, some tactical stuff there, it's about building the audience yep. with new people coming in every single day. So it's not just the stale uh, network that has been watching for some time, but rather there's new ones, new shares, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. And as an advocate for paid marketing, I do a lot of that stuff myself as well. Yeah, because why not? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and this is the thing, my man. This is why I think we like we disagree, but we also agree in the same the same sentence. I, I say to my clients, like, if you're doing 15k a month revenue in bank, go do advertising. Like, yes. you, like absolutely. You want to get more exposure? You want to grow the business more? Go go do it. If you're doing 15k a month into your account, I use that as a checkpoint to be like, look, go for it. Go for it. All right. Uh, so, so I think that, again, find out what's going to work best for you in the moment. If you're already making money and you're someone who wants to just do mostly coaching and you don't want to do the, the back-end stuff of finding people and that kind of thing, well, maybe go do ads. But if you want to grow the organic way uh, at the start by not having to, you know, 
put cash into marketing and you want to keep it all, get in the trenches, learn how to sell, learn how to reach out to people, learn how to influence, learn how to negotiate. Um, both work. It's about finding what works best for you at that current time. 100%. And how good is it to know how to do everything as well? While it's not great to try and do everything in business, knowing how to do everything yeah. so that, you know, if you were doing paid ads and then your account got shut down or, you know, your house burnt down or something and you suddenly had to get some clients out of nowhere, knowing how to do organic would be fantastic. You know, there, there's instances where everything is a great idea for your business. And you got to, as you said a few times in this podcast, feel into it and know when it's the right time to take action, whether it's on a mentor or an investment or yep. on a new niche change or yep. on a marketing strategy. Yep. What a beautiful wrap up as to everything you've said. Agree. Agree. Intuition, authenticity, confidence, and kind of um, a bit of vulnerability is a great mm. re recipe mm. for a Tim Spears coaching business. <laughs> I love that. Couldn't have said it better myself. I like this. Listen to the right people. I, mm. I, I know like throughout my time as a coach, I, mean, I had so many people tell me all these different things about what I should do and I should do paid ads or I should do organic or I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't post about that. Just make sure you find someone who is going to give you the advice that you need. You need paid advertising. Alex would be your guy. You want organic? I'm your guy. But at the end of the day, you've just got to find, find, find if you want to, it's like no, no different, my man. Just before I just jumped on this call, I was on a call with my video marketing coach who teaches me Premiere Pro, how to turn the camera on, basically, yeah. how to do all the settings, because I don't know. I want to pay an expert because it's going to save me time. Yeah. If I go on YouTube and look up how to set a camera for Premiere Pro, it'll give me 13 different answers. I'm going to have to try and work out which one. And I'm going to go through 11 of them before I find the right one. So it's about find, find the right person who's going to give you the advice you need and then take action on that. And all the other shit that gets that you hear, just be like, yeah, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm all, I'm all G. Dude, gold nuggets just galore in this podcast. And I like to keep it to this length. That's half an hour on the nose because we're busy people. No one needs to spend another half hour listening to us when they could be out there messaging people, making connections <laughs> and learning how to grow their business. So Timmy Spears, what an absolute pleasure having you on, man. I know you're a real podcast veteran and everyone gets you on because your story is amazing. I really recommend you go and listen to some of Tim's other podcasts on a couple of lattes or on the No Limits podcast or Authentic Me. Really, really good stuff. Learn more about Tim. In the meantime, though, Timmy, what's the plan for the rest of the year? Plan for the rest of the year, my man, is just to just keep on trucking on and enjoying business. Right now, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a crazy time with all these lockdowns and things like that going on, but it's, a, it's also a time to go further internal uh, and get clearer on what you on your, what you want. And that's exactly what we've done here. And it's going to keep on, keep on growing and um, yeah, keep building my man. That's, that's the achievement this year. I'm sure you will, man. I'm so proud of you. Really great to see your growth, man. And lovely to catch up. Thanks for being here today. Everyone who is out there in listener world, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another fantastic guest and hopefully streaming live on Facebook. If this has worked, I'm Alex. That's Tim. Peace out, everyone. See you, guys. Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.